spirit of prayer. Let's let God, God wants to, I just believe there's such a, the presence of God's spirit. He wants to, to, to prove himself tonight. Let's let him speak by words of knowledge. If you see or hear something of the Lord, let's speak them out and pray of what God wants to do. I think for some reason, I just really believe tonight he wants to prove something to somebody. So if you have a word of knowledge tonight, it's different than a prophecy. It's not a forth telling and a declaration. It's, it's information about what Jesus wants to move on. He's saying what he wants to do. So uh, if you see or hear anything, let, just go ahead and speak it out. We're going to work with this. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Does anybody have intestinal issues? Amen. All right. Let's pray for those. God says that. Called you out tonight. So folks round about them, just lay hands on them. All right. Anybody else? All right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Since that was... Yes, since that was your word, would you pray that out? Um, let me give you a mic so everybody can hear you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this word of knowledge. Lord, and right now, we speak to every intestinal problem that with the stomach, Lord, anything that's out of balance, Lord, we ask that you would bring it in balance according to your word, Lord God. You bore our We are healed. So we declare it now in the name of Jesus Christ that intestines and stomach issues, you are healed, you're whole. And let it be to your glory and honor, Lord. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Don't worry now. I'm not going to call. If you call it out, I'm not going to call you to pray. So don't get nervous. <laughs> but if you see or hear anything, just let's just speak it out tonight. I mean, God wants to do this. He wants to show you what he can do and display his grace. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Let's keep praying in. Pray, pray. Word of knowledge. Uh, heart condition, leaky valve, anybody? Does that bear witness with anybody? Got a heart condition? Leaky valve, anybody? All right. We're going to pray for it anyways and, and pray that, you know, that maybe there's a situation you know of or a friend. So we're going to pray for that. Father God, we pray that uh, as we basically put our ears to the realm of your spirit and we receive, we catch a word, Lord God, of you wanting to repair a leaky valve in a heart, Lord God. Even tonight as we pray, if someone hears about it tomorrow, they'll know you're a proactive God. So God, we pray right now that you would minister and that you would bring healing to this leaky valve situation in a heart. And so we don't know who we're praying for, but we pray right now that the will of God's desire is to bring healing and to deliver someone from that malady and that sickness. And we speak healing and wellness now. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Amen. So one person raised their hand. Anybody else want, uh, has that? Everybody wants that. Ask me. I want that. Give me that. Give me that thing. All right. Stand up. Stand up. I mean, that's a great proclamation. I mean, who doesn't want that? But you've been hungry for it. How many of you are hungry for that? All right. 
All right, you know, so in that, as Brother Mike was professing that, there's a, there was, there's a level of frustration you've been having, you know, in that, in understanding the Word of God. And, and so, Mike, help me out here, bear witness, but, but what, what you spoke out is that, you know, that hesitation and frustration is going to be gone. It's pedal to the metal. You're going to break through in your understanding of the Word. Amen? So, Father, we receive that. We receive it's your heart's desire that your children would long for your word and to understand it. And, and Father God, the cloud and the dimness of understanding that's hidden your word into, the, into our hearts will be broken and we'll have an excitement, Lord God. There will be a revelation. It will be as if, Lord Jesus, we're, we're putting on glasses for the first time to see clearly what the Word of God is saying and what it means and how it's speaking into our lives. And we will begin to transpose and speak it into people's lives. And our study time will be renewed and renovated by the power of your Holy Spirit. Father God, pour it out. Pour it out on your people. And if you want to receive that tonight, say amen. That's for me. Amen and amen. That's for us. Praise God. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Praise God. I, um, I want to go into the Word tonight and uh, get into our study, okay? And uh, on Wednesday nights, we're trying to make these things much more interactive. And so I'm going to start just a little mini-series on blessing and cursing. And so tonight, I want to bring you into a study of what it means to have the power of blessing. But I don't want to give you a a simply a, a theological lesson in it, I want to give you a practical application to it. So we're going to study the Word of God, and then we're going to apply how to, be, how to bless one another, how to bless people. Uh, and so I want to work with you. This is a workshop tonight, okay? So we want to understand the power of blessing. How many of you ever heard the word bless you? God bless you, right? How about when somebody sneezes? how many of you say God bless you? Right? Because a long time ago, they were afraid that when you sneezed, you'd sneeze your soul out. So they'd say, God bless you, so that, you know, you, you wouldn't die, you wouldn't lose your soul. So they'd, whoa, I don't know what's going on, but bless you. So, uh, but that's not what is the Old Testament and New Testament's all about. The word blessing is used over 700 times in Scripture. And really the concept of blessing is to transmit, to pass on, to confer to another, to transfer, or to impart what you have unto somebody else. And uh, what you have, how many of you remember when Peter and John were walking to the gate, beautiful, and there was a man standing there saying, hey, you know, I had a little tin cup, hey, could you help me out here? And Peter said what? Silver and gold have I none, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. So what did he have? He had the presence and authority of God's Spirit. He blessed that man with what he had in him by making contact with him and transmitted and confirmed on him the blessing of new covenant promises to where it healed the body of that man as soon as it touched him. How many of you want to bless people? Yes. Amen? And God put us here to bless people. It's a transmission and endowment of God's favor through spoken word. First thing we need to understand is this. We find it in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 7. It's the principle that the greater always blesses the lesser. All right? It's beyond dispute, the writer of Hebrews says. The inferior is blessed by the superior. And this is a story in Hebrews 7 when Abraham met the priest of Salem, Melchizedek. All right? Or in Hebrew, Melchizedek. Melchizedek, all right? The prince of righteousness, the prince of peace. He was from uh, uh, the city of Shalom, Jerusalem, the city of peace, peace is Shalom. And so um, what we recognize through Hebrews is he was really a pre-incarnate Jesus, a manifestation of the prince of Jerusalem, the king of Salem, the king of peace. And that was Jesus himself. And so Abraham... Uh, offers a tithe to Melchizedek, and Melchizedek puts his hand on him and blesses him. 
And so there is a blessing confirmed unto Abraham. All right? Now that blessing confirmed unto Abraham was passed down to Isaac, to Jacob, and so on unto us. And I'll show you that in just a little bit. Blessings are made to multiply. They have power and unction. That How many of you know when you put one seed in, you get a plant that bears many seeds? And that's the concept of blessing and life. Life and blessing always multiplies. So when you are ready to bless someone and say, you know, God bless you and greet them and give a blessing to them, believe it has the power of multiplication into their lives. All right? This isn't just a small, nice token of how you doing. It is a blessing. All right? And we need to be priests who know how to bless. And so are you saying, Pastor Tim, that we're superior over other people? No, we're the ambassadors of the one who is superior, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the name above all names, King of kings. He's made us ambassadors of his kingdom, and he's made us his hands and feet. And when you confer a blessing on someone, when you transmit a blessing, there is the touch. And guess what? You're the touch. There's the laying on of hands in blessing. And so when Jesus wants to bless, you're his hands, you're his feet. You are the implement of touch for God because you carry his presence. So we have to be a people who are willing to bless, willing to bless. How many of you know this world is filled with cursing? constantly cursing constant cursing and what the enemy wants to do and he understands that if he can continually curse and get people to curse he's spoiling the atmosphere around this earth with death and cursing and we're the only people who have the power to bring the blessing of god into this planet so if we stay mute and silent cursing prevails So, folks, it's time for us to begin blessing, and we need to take that authority to bless. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 30. I'd like you to go there, please. We're going to be in Deuteronomy just a little bit. Deuteronomy, the the repeat, the second, the repeat of the law. We're in Deuteronomy 29. I'm sorry, Deuteronomy 30. My bad. Deuteronomy 30. And and I love this portion of Scripture. It's found in verse 11, Deuteronomy 30, verse 11. This commandment that I command you today is not too hard for you. All right? So what's one of the first things we know about this command? Not too hard. It's easy. It's not far off. It's not out of your grasp. It's not out of your reach. It's not in heaven that you would say, who will ascend to heaven for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? Neither is it beyond the sea that we would say, who will go over the sea way over there for us to bring it to us so that we could hear it and do it, right? But the word is very near you. It is in your mouth. It is in your heart so that what? You can do it. All right? So where is the word? It's in your mouth. Where does it originate from? In your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, what happens? The mouth speaks. All right? So what he is saying is this thing isn't far away. It's not coming from heaven. It's not coming from across the sea. It's near to you. This is easy, and it's not far off. This is really easy. And so how easy is it? It's in your mouth. Speak it. Speak it. Do it. It starts in your heart, and it progresses out of your mouth unto someone else. Now, the very word bless is baruch baruch hashem adonai right you remember this from uh uh, where's peter he's in a class somewhere Uh, yeah our hebrew prayer warrior here uh all right so baruch baruch hashem blessed is the name so uh baruch means blessing and and the significance of that word uh in its root compound means from the home to the head to the blessing. It's, it, it's usually imparted by touching. So what, what we see in blessing is heart, mouth, hand. That's simple enough, isn't it? Heart, mouth, hand. Everybody say that. It's so practical. How many of you know they've done psychological studies with children in elementary schools that uh, when the teacher uh, pats them on the back or or 
make some kind of contact that uh, they are nurtured and they learn better. They've done studies uh, where they've kept contact away from, I think they use baby chimps so that no one would get mad out of my baby kids, children, uh, but they re- refrained from any touch involvement with these baby chimps and those who needed it and those who didn't get touched withered and died. Okay? So how many of you know that human touch is essential in a healthy, well-balanced emotional state? Isn't it interesting that in blessing and transferring blessing into people's lives, there's the laying on of hands. And what that represents is transferring the authority uh, through touch that this is coming from us to you. Right? When we pray, we lay hands on someone because we're blessing them. We're speaking God's Word. And so from heart to mouth to touch. All right? Now, when you're, this is practical application. So if you're going to bless someone, you ask them, can I touch you? You don't just touch. That'll get you in trouble. Okay? So, uh, so when you're praying and say, you know what, I want to say a prayer for you. Can I bless you? Yeah. All right, could I put my hand on your shoulder? Right? Okay? And so uh, you have that opportunity. Or could, could I just hold your hand for a second? And that touch is vital. All right? And so we, from our heart, who gives us the desires of our heart? Who puts the desires in our heart? It's in our heart that God puts us in our spirit, and our mouth speaks, and we speak blessing. Heart, word, hand. Heart, word, hand. It's in your mouth and in your heart, so you can what? Do it. It's in your heart, and it's in your mouth, so you can... It's in your heart, it's in your mouth, so you can... Do it. If it's in your mouth, make it happen. But how many of us refrain? We stop right there. Because we're nervous. It's in your heart. If it's in your heart, it's in your mouth. Then do it. Amen. One more time. I like this. It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. So do it. Okay. So we're going to bless people. We're going to bless people. And this gets exciting. This gets fun. You get to hand out blessings all day long. It is so much fun when you begin to to be on call for the Holy Spirit. It really is. You've got to break this fear thing and really begin to walk in the sense of, I'm going to bless someone. Who am I going to bless in this room? I've got to go talk to someone. It could be really, really simple. But you listen to what God puts in your heart, then you put it in your mouth, and you confirm it. Amen? All right, now let's take a look at what Proverbs says. See, the, the, the idea is out of God's heart to your heart, you, dis, you put this into somebody else's heart, and that's the process. Proverbs 18, verse 20 to 21. With the fruit of man's mouth, his stomach will be satisfied. Now, what in the world does that mean? With the fruit of man's mouth. What is the byproduct of man's mouth? Words. Fruit is a byproduct. Am I right? You with me? Everybody understand this? Is this botany? What is this? Right? The, that's not botany. I don't know what that is. All right. All right. Fruit. The fruit of the mouth is words. Words. And so what, what he's doing, instead of the food you're putting in your mouth into your belly, he's reversing this and he's saying the fruit of man's mouth with the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach will be satisfied. He's not talking about eating, is he? He's talking about being satisfied. Produce. Very good. So what you produce, words. It will satisfy your stomach or your soul. You will feel full spiritually by what you're producing. Why? He'll be satisfied with the product of his lips. He'll be satisfied with the product of his lips. And let's go further. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Those who love what? That's an interesting statement. What is it we're supposed to love? 
Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And I'm wondering if what we're supposed to be loving here is the power of the tongue. If you appreciate, if you love the power of the tongue, right, you will eat its fruit, either life or death. So the subject we're talking about is the power of the tongue. Am I right? Okay. So the power of the tongue is going to satisfy you. It's going to produce out of your lips something, and it will either produce death or life. The words we speak, and you know that, and if you know that, you will live by that fruit. You will know the power of the tongue. You'll know the power of giving blessing or cursing. What does God want us to give? Blessing. In fact, how many of you know blessing cancels cursing? It's more powerful. Jesus said, if someone blesses you, what are you to do? I'm sorry, if someone curses you, what are you to do? Bless them. So blessing cancels out cursing every time. So don't get all freaked out if someone curses at you. You bless them, you just cancel that thing out. All right? So this is powerful. It's life and death. We're speaking life and death through our mouths. And so... God needs His people to talk. We did a little worship exercise tonight where after the music, we let the music keep playing and we ask you to keep singing. Sing in the Spirit. Sing with understanding. What's happening is is you're releasing blessing to God and what happens is your heart gets filled. And if your heart gets filled, your mind gets filled, your mouth begins to speak. It's a dynamic thing, folks. You've got to understand the dynamics between the spiritual and the physical. Okay? We all want God to do something to us. We all want God to make me shiver. Ooh, I felt him. When what he's saying is produce it. You produce it. Talk it. Sing it. Begin to produce it. And it has power and impact to fill your heart and to fill your mind. Engage yourself physically in the spiritual things and it will alter your being. Got that? Tim's got it. All right, good. Now, blessing releases life, cursing withholds life. The absence of life is what? The absence of life is death. So let me ask you something. If the church doesn't bless and there's no life going out into this atmosphere, what is prevailing? Death, the absence of life. And you're the only ones who can give spiritual life. So if your atmosphere of your home, of your house has a prevailing atmosphere of doom and gloom and depression, what are you not doing enough? Blessing, speaking blessing, singing, rejoicing, and declaring life over your house. If you get into a room and you go, wow, this place is dead, man, I feel it. Ah." Begin praising God, Jesus, fill this place. I'm going to bring in praise. I'm going to bring in worship. It begins to change the atmosphere, right? Spirit of joy, spirit of love, man. It just chases out death. Death can't stay where light glows. So be that blessing. Now let's go to Deuteronomy 27. We're in 31. Back it up. Back it up to 27. I want to show you something. This amazing drama. Isn't God cool? I mean, when the language he used, he said it's not in heaven. You got to go somewhere. This is easy. You don't have to go to heaven to get it. It's not far away. You don't have to go over the sea to get it. And he did it again where he begins to explain blessing and cursing to Israel. And look at chapter 27. Chapter 27 of Deuteronomy. And we're going to look at verse 11. So Israel's ready to enter into the promised land. He says, you know what? I'm going to do a living drama here. He goes like this in verse 11. That day, the day they go in, he says to the Levitical priests, keep silent, obey the voice of the Lord, keep His commandments. That day Moses charged the people saying, when you have crossed over the Jordan... These shall, these groups shall stand on Mount Gerizim to bless the people. Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, Benjamin, those are the tribes. And then these people shall stand on Mount Ebel for the curse. Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Nephtali. And the Levites shall declare to all the men of Israel in a loud voice. So what's he doing? This is cool. When you look at the... uh, the geography of where they were, Mount Gerizim is right there on the left, 
Mount Ebal is on the right. He said, as we come into the promised land, I need these tribes standing on Mount Gerizim, and that's the, the, the blessing mountain. And he said, I need these tribes standing over here, and I want you on Mount Ebal. And when the Levites begin to pronounce these words, he says, you respond in a loud voice by saying, Amen. So, he began to pronounce curses. If you don't obey the Lord, he says, Cursed be the man who makes a carved or cast image, an abomination of the Lord, a thing made by the hands of craftsmen, and sets it up in secret. And all of the people will say, and they'll say, Amen. See, so he has them pronounce the curses, and all the people of Mount Ebal say, Amen. And then he has them pronounce all the blessings. You go from 27 to 28 to 29 to 30. There's lists of all these curses, lists of all these blessings. And so what he's creating is this drama for everyone to participate in. Isn't that a cool way of learning? And so he says, blessed is the one who obeys the Lord in all his ways. And on Mount Gerizim they say, Amen. Amen. And so there's this big drama going on to get it into the minds of the people that we're standing opposed to the blessings if we don't obey God. All right, And that's how he got it into their heart and head. And he had them verbally respond saying, so be it, so be it. They are making vows. They are hearing the word and they're agreeing to it. We would be cursed if we make idols to worship them. Yes, amen. And they're confirming it as a whole nation. And this is in the minds and the hearts throughout their years. They're remembering the blessing and the cursing. The blessing and the cursing. So you folks have to remember what blessings you can give to people. Help people out. They're stranded. You need to begin speaking to them blessing. You need to remind them what is blessing. And the first place you start is with God. The first place you begin to bless always the superior place is to bless god how many of you have heard the psalms bless the lord bless god and all that's in me right psalmist always said bless the lord O my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name bless the lord O my soul and forget not all his benefits or blessings so if we bless God, are we superior to God that we're giving Him a blessing? No. By this form of blessing, we're blessing Him as His children, telling Him how awesome and great He is. And that blesses Him. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. In other words, lavish Him with love. Lavish Him with adoring Him. If you don't look to God first, you're not going to be looking to people to bless because you're not believing that you're blessed. The only way you're going to know you're blessed and to give out blessing is to look to Him. Does that make sense to you? The more you love Jesus, the more you spend time in the Word, the more you praise Him, the more you recognize how blessed you are. So look at what He says. Bless the Lord, oh my what? And all that's in me, every part of my being, I'm to love the Lord thy God with all my heart, soul, mind, body, right? I love you, God. I'm blessing you. I'm, I am worshiping you. I'm blessing you with everything that's in me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Another word for that is all of his blessings. If I bless him, I will not forget how much he's blessed me. The reason... Anytime we gather in this room, the first thing we do is bless the Lord, oh my soul. I don't care what you came in with, what tragedy, what travesty, what trouble, what joys, whatever it is, we all look to Him. And we say, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that's within me, so I don't forget how blessed I am. So if before you bless anybody, see, People who are blessed want to give away blessings, right? So when you know how blessed you are, I'm open and ready to bless somebody else, right? But when I'm all, all eyes of me are on me, and I'm all about me, I'm not blessing anybody else. 
I'm feeling sad for myself. I'm licking my wounds. I'm sad. I need everybody to think about me for five minutes, maybe ten. Give me money. Help me. Somebody. I mean, that's the mental attitude we have, right? I'm the only one who hurts like this. I'm the only one who feels this way. I'm the only one who's... But when you put your mind on Him, you will not forget how blessed you are. Forget not all His benefits, all right? Now, blessing is a choice. We're back in Deuteronomy. We're back in 29 now, verse 19. He says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today. I've set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live. This is a choice. This is a choice. What comes out of your mouth is a choice. What comes from your heart to your mouth is a choice. Choose to bless. Stop cursing, people. Stop grumbling. Stop complaining. If your whole atmosphere is, woe is me, I don't have enough, I never get enough, I'm not this, I'm not that, that's your life, man. That's what you're producing. There's life or death in what you're producing. So, folks, get your eyes on Jesus and start speaking life. Understand you're blessed. And it is your choice in the morning to get up and say, today is a good day in God. You might take you 10 minutes to stand up straight. You're all crooked and everything. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless God. It's an attitude. It is a choice. Are you going to be a vessel of honor and you're going to bless God? You have to choose. All of this is an attitude and it is a choice. We start with God first. We humble ourselves. Now, how do we look to others? And now here I want to get into the practical application of how do I give a blessing? So let's start with Numbers chapter 6. I've shared this a number of times with you. I'm going to share it again. Moses says, God's speaking to Moses and he says, Hey Mo, speak to Aaron and his sons. Saying, thus you shall bless the people of Israel and you shall say to them. So, God's telling Moses, this is your instruction for the high priest. He's going to instruct all the priests that when the sacrifice is completed, they are to bless. Now the only reason they could approach God is because the sacrifice for sin was given. Once the sacrifice for sin was given, now God can open the channels to bless them. So what sacrifice was given for us? Jesus Christ on the cross. Now that that is opened, we can do what as priests? royal nation of holy priesthood we bless we can bless because the sacrifice that appeased our sin with god was given it's jesus christ so now we as priests can bless and so he said this is how you're to bless he said this is what you're supposed to say the lord bless you and keep you that's a good blessing isn't it lord would you protect my brother, or would you protect my sister? That's a good blessing. How many of you want divine protection? All right. How many of you could say that? Lord, bless bless them. Keep them safe, right? All right. We'll take two minutes to get up. Go bless someone with that blessing. Lord, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Stand up. Stand up and go say that to somebody. May the Lord bless you and keep you. All right, good job. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. <laughs> bless him. Amen. That's right. All right, very good, very good. You guys are good. We got more, so sit down. Stop it. The Lord bless you and keep you. How, how I noticed as I looked around, what did you people do? You didn't stand there without doing what? You touched, didn't you? Didn't you touch? Did everybody touch? It's just natural, isn't it? Why did you touch? It connects. You needed to impart. And so that's a connecting. And so from the heart to the mouth 
to the hands. You connect, right? So this is what the priests were commissioned to do. Do you think there's people out there tomorrow that you're going to meet that would love to be blessed with protection? The Lord bless you, keep you. Amen? When you're saying goodbye to someone, say, hey, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And they're going to go like, oh, yeah, I'd like that. All right? Next, may the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Grace is the favor of God. How many of you want the favor of God? Because God, man, when He pours out favor, I like favor, I like grace. That's an extra blessing. I don't deserve it. It's just a gift. It's a gift. You have God's gifting. And so it says, may the Lord's face shine upon you. In order for His face to shine upon you, He's looking at you. And the reason He can look at you is because you're cleansed from all your sin because of the blood of Jesus. So God doesn't turn away from you going, oh, dude, man, don't pray to me. He's looking right at you. You're the apple of His eye. You're the reflection in His eye. So may God look right at you. And may He give you favor, divine favor. That's a good blessing, isn't it? All right, stand up and go do it. Hallelujah. May His face shine upon you and give you favor. Be gracious. Grace, grace. Abundant grace. Oh, we got grace. We got grace. All right, that's good. So much grace, you want to keep going. All right, third part of the blessing. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Now, what is countenance? Do you know what countenance is? Yeah, your expression. Your countenance. Right? You ever see somebody at, like, you know, Burger King? What do you want? <laughs> Their countenance. I'd like a better countenance. Right? Or it makes a difference, right? How many of you know salespeople? It's like, hey, can I help you? It's like, okay, yeah. It is. It's a lot about attitude and countenance. And so if God lifts up his countenance upon you, what's he doing? He's smiling, man. He's happy. You've got right relationship. Do you know why we have right relationship? Another word for right relationship is righteousness, right standing. Why do you and I have right standing with God? Because of Jesus. He gave us His right relationship with the Father. It's ours now. So Father looks at you and He's like, man, His countenance is, hey, my boy, my girl, come here, I love you. His countenance is up. And so that gives you what? What's the byproduct? Peace. I got peace with God. Since I've been justified, I have peace with the Father. So I have peace with God because I'm not in trouble. I'm not rejected. How many of you remember as a kid, right? You were supposed to do something, your parents come home, and it's like, I don't have peace about this. But you have peace because you have Christ, and that's fully satisfied the issue of our sin. And so I have peace with the Father. His countenance on me is full of favor and full of grace. So why would I not want to obey Him and love Him? All right, that's blessing. We're a blessed people. We don't have an angry God. We have a God who is happy with us, smiling at us. Oh, Pastor, what about my sin issues? Yeah, he's working with you. He's dealing with it. He'll instruct you, but he's your father now. He's not your enemy. Because he made peace with you through the blood of Jesus. You got to get that right. Is everybody with me? All right, so may the Lord, put it this way, may God smile on you. and May you have peace with him. Try that. Go ahead. Find someone you haven't talked to yet.
All right, that's good. You guys are good. Love it, love it, love it. All right, you guys are good. Have a seat. You're blessing, you're blessing, you're blessing. Why does blessing feel so good? Why does all this blessing feel so good? Life. It's imparting life. Lachaim. It's imparting life to life. You're giving life. Yes. Right? Instead of death. Instead of cursing. You're giving life. This is powerful. Now here's the thing about blessing that I want you to understand. The thing about blessing is that it's ever-increasing. It always increases. Tonight you gave three blessings. This is the priestly blessing that Aaron was supposed to give to his uh, priests to give over the people. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord's countenance rise upon you and give you peace. That's the blessing, right? All right, threefold blessing. And all of this is very personal between God and them. Isn't it? This is personal relationship. And that's what the priests are supposed to remind you. You have a personal relationship with God. When he looks at you, he's smiling. When he looks at you, he's protecting. When he looks at you, and how many of you know people need that? How many of you know we need to be blessed by God's favor? I need to know that. And people need to know that. There's a remedy for your distance from God. It's Jesus, and so I could bless you if you would come unto him. Now, Blessings multiply. It's always increasing. Let me give you an example. When Jesus fed the 5,000 in Mark chapter 6, remember? He said, we've got to feed all these people here. He had them sit in certain groups. He said, is there any food? And some kid came up with, what, uh, five loaves and three fishes? Something like that, right? He brought the loaves. And Jesus didn't pray. He blessed. He didn't pray for the bread. Father God, make this bread go a long way or I'm in a lot of trouble. Would you just chop it up or do something with it? He didn't say that. He took the bread and he blessed it. And from the blessing, what got blessed? The bread. What got multiplied? The bread, the blessing. He handed those loaves to the disciples and they began to take the blessed bread and began to multiply it. And before they knew it, their baskets never were empty. They recuperated 12 full baskets. They each got a full basketful at the end. Talk about multiplied blessing. When you're blessing, you don't have to worry about taking care of you. That is huge. Amen? Amen. By the time they finished feeding, how many people? 5,000 people. Can Jesus bless enough to reach 5,000? 5,000 people after feeding five, that's, it says men, 5,000 men. That doesn't even include the number of women there or kids there. So potentially 10,000 people after feeding all those people, each disciple gets a basket of his own. So you never have to worry of am I ever going to be blessed? Am I going to get enough? You multiply the blessing. You be obedient out of your heart, from your mouth to your hand. Pass it out and it will increase. The blessings will increase. Do you remember what God said in the very beginning of this thing? In the perfection of creation, He created male and female them. He created Adam and Eve. And He did what? His very first thing He did over Adam and Eve is He blessed them that blessing is what sent jesus to the cross and what has sent redemption to you and i and what has reached us you got to back this whole thing up you got to put you ever see that in a film where they back up the track and this thing's got to back all the way back all the way to the minute god pulled eve out of the side of adam and introduced her to her and he blessed them and then anything that has to do with redemption and a new world and a new new heavens and a new earth comes out of that blessing 
This world could have been destroyed. This world could have been over. With, with uh, the flood, he could have said, forget about it. He could have been done. How many times with us in our sin? But he couldn't because he released a blessing on day one. You with me? That single blessing over the human race is what has sustained you and I. And I want to prove that to you. I want to show you this thing here. There was a blessing over Adam and Eve in the very beginning. There's the blessing. He blessed them. He called a man out of the Ur of Chaldees and he called Abraham and he blessed him. He gave him a blessing that said, I am blessing you so that your name will be great and anybody that blesses you will be blessed. Anybody that curses you will be cursed and you will bless the nations. The whole world will be blessed through you because that's the conferring of blessing from Adam and Eve through Abraham to his seed. It went through Isaac. It went through Jacob. It went on to Jacob's 12 sons, which became the 12 tribes of Israel, which he blessed in covenant and said, if you'll obey me, you will be blessed. But if not, you will be cursed. Choose this day. Be blessed. And out of Israel came the seed of Abraham, the seed of the woman Eve, and is Jesus Christ the Messiah, which is the fulfillment of that blessing that brought salvation to the church, which is to bring blessing to all the nations of the world. You get the plan? This is about blessing And speaking blessing, it's the church age, it is the time when salvation is open to all nations, all people, we have the right to bless because we've been given it through the seed of Abraham and Eve, uh, uh, Eve and Abraham and Israel, and ultimately through Jesus who made us kings and priests, and kings and priests do what? They bless! That's what God has called us to. You're to be blessing the people. And so, let me close with this and then we're going to do some practical blessing application. Ephesians, Ephesians 4.29. Ephesians 4.29, I want you to turn there in your Bibles so that you can mark this. Ephesians 4.29. This is an introduction to blessing. We're going to spend the next couple of weeks learning how to bless and how to avoid curse. And how to break curses. Ephesians 4, 29. Now, I, I want to put a balance in this, folks. I'm talking about speaking a lot. Don't I talk about that? Making voice, speaking, life and death in the tongue. I do not follow the teaching of Charles Caps. I don't follow the teaching of some of the faith movement that says... You know, what you speak comes to life and you better be careful what you say because it could create something. And they talk about the creative power of the tongue and the mouth, that it's creating things. I don't go that far because now you're putting magical incantations upon words. And that's taking it into the mystical and it's taking it into the magical and it's taking it into witchcraft. I'm not going that far. What we're pronouncing are the promises of God. All right? You know, the, the bit about, well, how you feel? I feel kind of sick. Oh, don't say it or you'll be sick. I am sick. <laughs> you know, don't, don't say it. Don't claim it. It claimed me. I'm sick. I got green snot coming out of my mouth. I'm sneezing. I'm sick. All right? I mean, don't play these word games. All right? Now, I understand. Of course, we're not going to say I'm sick and I think I'm going to die. It's like, yeah, you don't go that far, pal. But it could just be a word expression. But don't get into the magical and the mystical aspect of words that if you say this word and then this calamity will happen. I mean, come on, what kind of protection you got from our God? Could you imagine the angels? Oh my gosh, did you hear what he said? What are we going to do? I don't know, Jesus. Oh no, he didn't. Did he really say that? Now it's going to come to pass. Is that how God operates? I mean, come on. So let's be uh, reasonable. What we're blessing with isn't magical incantation words. What we're blessing with is the promises of God that have been released to us that we're confirming unto people. So I just hope you get the balance of that. Now, let me conclude. Ephesians 4.29. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths. What's supposed to come out of our mouths? Blessing. 
So we don't need corruption to come out of our mouths. But only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. We just studied grace or favor and may the Lord's countenance be upon you and be gracious to you. So what he's saying is your words should be gracious or they should be blessings, not cursings. Understand? Do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Okay, so there's a clue. What grieves the Holy Spirit? What comes out of your mouth? We have all these different explanations for how to grieve the Holy Spirit. Oh, that grieves the Holy Spirit. I don't know if that grieves the Holy Spirit. Hey, you've grieved the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's graved in me because of this or that. You know what, in context of this verse, you know what grieves the Holy Spirit? Our attitudes from our heart to our mouth. Grieve, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's an, it's, the Holy Spirit is a person, so he has intellect, emotion, and will. And to be grieved is to have your feelings hurt, is to be sorrowful. And so when we, as containers of the Holy Spirit, vessels of honor, when we speak corrupting language, language that is not edifying and not building up, it grieves or makes sorry or hurts the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. You bet. So the Holy Spirit is a person, he's emotionally upset when we do these things because who are we supposed to represent jesus and do not grieve the holy spirit and again he'll go further how do you grieve him verse 31 let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice malice is you know what you intend to do premeditated with all malice be kind to one another tender-hearted forgiving one another as god in christ forgave you we're back to blessing speak blessing speak positive speak edifying speak graciously but when you cut people down when you hack them when you plan to make zingers about them when you're critical of people and you're saying all these things you're grieving the spirit of jesus in you Because you're a priest and it is your job to bring blessing. Amen? All right. I hope you understand through tonight that we're a people who are to bless. Bless is favor, grace, from your heart to your mouth to your hand. So what I'd like everybody to do is stand up, holding your outline. We're going to read the bottom of it. I'd like you to take this home. I'd like you to practice it. Good. Now listen to these blessings. Now, you know, you don't have to memorize them. I mean, imagine going up to somebody and say, oh, just a minute. Uh, I bless you with peace. Get the sense of it. If we read through this, you'll get the sense of what a blessing is, and you put it in your own words. But let's say these things together, okay? We're going to have a little bit of liturgy here right now. What I'd like you to do is, is there anybody you could think of that needs peace? Peace of God, right? Think of someone, a friend, a family member, somebody that needs peace. And and we're going to say this for them. All right, let's say it together. Ready? I bless you with peace that you might rest in God in who God has made... Wait, I made it... I messed it all up. Rest in God in who God has made you. Okay, see, that's why... uh, Ron, you want to lead this thing? (laughs) Try it again. Ready? I bless you with peace that you might rest in who God has made you. That's good, isn't it? Think about that for a minute. Rest in who God has made you. That's good. I like it. 
That's a blessing, isn't it? If you get that revelation. All right, good. Anybody need finance help? All right, let's read this for you. I bless you with wealth to assist you in carrying out the purposes of your life. Man, I like that. That puts money in a whole different realm. It's not about, you know, so that you can refill your seven swimming pools. It's, it's about so you can fulfill. We need, we need finance so that we can fulfill our purpose in life. Right? That's good. That's balanced. Number three, who needs physical health? You know someone? All right, let's bless them. I bless you with physical health for a long life to serve our Father in heaven. Amen. Amen. Ah, take it. All right, self-worth. You know anybody that's uh, really struggling there? Let's say it for them. I bless you with self-worth that you may walk in the knowledge of the glory of your creation. (laughs) You matter. You matter. All right, self-confidence, right? Let's let's bless them. I bless you with self-confidence to counteract all the negatives received in life. Yeah, this blessing breaks all the cursing. All right, you enjoying this? I am. All right, how about spiritual insight? All right, let's do it. I bless you, spiritual insight, that you may lead others in the paths of righteousness. That's good. Next, I bless you with compassion that you may show mercy as mercy has been shown to you. That's good. Knowledge. I bless you with knowledge so that you may teach others. Do you see the multiplication of blessing here? Blessing always has a multiplying factor. To you and to the person you bless, it will go forward from them. All right. Spirit of purity. I bless you with the spirit of purity that you may walk holy and clean before others. How do, you, how do you know I didn't want to do that? Because you know me well enough. You laugh at me, don't you? <laughs> I laugh at you. All right, I miss love. Ready? I bless you with the gift of love that you may cherish others as God cherishes you. <laughs> That's good. Knowledge. I bless... Oh, there you go. Wait, let's start over again. I jumped the gun. Here we go. I bless you with the knowledge of your heritage, both natural and spiritual. Yeah, some of you are saying, you don't know my heritage. But your spiritual heritage changes everything, doesn't it? Amen. Let's keep going. I bless you with trust that you might accept others as they are. It's good. Oh, this sounds like things you can write in cards to people. Right? Yeah. Let's go on. I bless you with the ability to forgive so that you may receive forgiveness. Alright, let's read. I bless you with the sense of family that you will never be alone. That's good. Last one. I bless you with the eternal knowledge that you have your greatest reward ahead of you. How many of you feel a shift in attitude because of a night of blessing? Right? We need to do more of this, don't we? We need to bless. We need to bless. Let us pray. Father God, teach us to bless. Teach us to walk and choose blessing instead of cursing. Cause us, Lord God, to be a blessing. And Father, to honor You and to bless You with our love. God, tonight, we've learned about blessing. Let every blessing that came out of our mouths, Lord God, come upon us that we would receive it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Father, also we ask You to bless this offering that we give. Hallelujah. That it may further the work of Your kingdom. Hallelujah. As we sing this last song, if you want to, go ahead and uh, 
begin to consider the people you prayed blessings for and let those blessings flow out of you while we sing continue to speak blessing 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 one two three four <laughs>